Smarties, today we are discussing the importance of recalibration as a professional. This idea often makes people, particularly women, uncomfortable. But in this episode, we discuss what recalibration is and why it is critically important. We also discuss when recalibration can become necessary, why people think it's uncomfortable, and how you can avoid recalibration altogether. We also share why recalibration doesn't have to be scary and the ideal end result of recalibration with family, colleagues, clients, parents, or allied professionals. We love discussing this topic. If you are interested in discussing how to recalibrate with your clients or colleagues or team in a professional manner, reach out to us about one-on-one coaching. We love discussing this with our clients that we're coaching, and we'd be excited to hear from you. To learn more about coaching, you can email us at rachelandsteff at learnsmarterpodcast.com or go to either of our websites, www www.capedtherapy.com or www.myedtherapist.com. Let's dig it. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 265 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap taking a sip of water at the exact wrong moment. <laughs> this happens more frequently than you. Yeah. yeah. So today we're talking about the importance of recalibration. While recalibration is important in a lot of aspects of life, really, honestly, we're talking about in business sense today. Yeah. So the reason we're doing this episode is because this idea comes up again and again, both in coaching and in Learn Smarter Pro. Mm -hmm. And professionals that we are working with think that just because something has been, it means that something must continue to be. Mm -hmm. And we do not ascribe to that at all. So let's define what we mean by recalibration. So we're really talking about recalibration, meaning looking at change and relationships. Okay. So we use it with our teams. We use it with our students. We use it with the people that we coach as well and within Learn Smarter Pro. Mm -hmm. So if you need to recalibrate, and that means... This comes up in Learn Smarter Pro with a lot of different topics. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the ways that we approach this is talking about the relationship and conversations that you can have and identifying what change needs to happen and how you're going to make it happen. So let's talk about some times that like it comes up. I think the most common one is probably when we're talking about rates and what we're going to charge. Mm -hmm. Recalibration can become really necessary when we're talking about boundaries, how you want to be communicated with, how you don't want to be communicated with. Remember, we teach people how to treat us. And sometimes those recalibrating conversations are necessary. Schedule changes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our schedule changes. And there can be a lot of fear and anxiety about having that conversation. Anytime you sort of change the status quo, it gives the other person an opportunity to sort of reconsider everything about the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it can feel scary. Sometimes you need to recalibrate when goals need to be realigned. Somehow you've been on a divergent path from one another and you need to get back on the same page or not. And another time that recalibration can become really necessary is when there's over communication, Mm -hmm. which can happen with team members, with clients, with families. Yeah. So why? This is the big like why it is hard 
and why you need to pay attention so that you can make sure that it happens. Because the recalibration does need to happen. But why you might be avoiding it. And this moment, we're talking to some of you who just thought, oh, I've been meaning to do that, but I just haven't done it. All the scenarios that come up where recalibration is necessary is when your little voice is telling you something isn't right. Yeah. Or your heart rate is increased in communication with somebody, or you're having some sort of visceral reaction, or you know you need to pivot. And we've talked about that in the episode, Permission to Pivot, which we'll link in the show notes to this episode. And so listening and trusting that little voice as the business owner, as the educational therapist, as the learning specialist becomes incredibly, incredibly important. So Steph, why, why is it so hard? Fear of confrontation. Yeah. Language might not come naturally. That means written or just verbally speaking about it. Or being good on your feet. Yeah. Fear of the response from the other person. That can be very fearful Mm -hmm. and fear they'll fire you. And can you survive that? That's the question that you need to ask yourself about all these different elements of a recalibrating conversation. The more you do it, the more you realize that, yes, you can survive it and often are better off. Mm -hmm. And often the family or the client or the team member is better off after having that recalibrating conversation. Absolutely. And by the way, using the language... Like, I'd like to recalibrate with you. Mm -hmm. Immediately sets up the stage like, oh, we're going to talk about something that's not quite working the way we would have hoped, right? The other person is clued in. Mm -hmm. There are ways to avoid recalibrating conversations. Not entirely, but you get better at it over time. Yeah, for sure. So what do you do if you're one of those people, Steph, that just really want to avoid the recalibration conversation at all costs? What do you do in that scenario? Well, I think the first thing that we need to remember is that future recalibrations in order to make those not have to happen as often is to onboard them properly. I think that's really, really important. Okay, that might not help you in this moment with this recalibration, but you're helping your future self. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this, how to do it properly in coaching, both with team members and clients that you're onboarding to your practice Yes, as well. What else, Steph? So being clear about who you are and what you do and who you do it for. Now, let me just say, when you're first starting out, you might not know this and it might change. And that's okay because you didn't realize. I actually think that not only is it humbling, but also it's understanding what you're good at. Once you do know that, being able to stand up in that space is important and you will be respected for it. Yes. And you've seen Steph and I do that with the podcast. You've seen us do that with our own businesses. At a certain point, Mm -hmm. CAP Educational Therapy Group specialized in learners with executive functioning skills and challenges and or an ADHD diagnosis. And that was not something that I knew was my zone for several years. It took time. It took working with clients Mm -hmm. and it took experience. And so if you don't know who you are and what you do it for, and then on the flip side of that, understanding what you don't do and who you don't work with and what you are not, then don't be beating yourself up about it Mm -hmm. because you just haven't figured it out yet. It's coming. It's coming. It is. And you will continue to hone in on what works and what works for you. Right. Honestly, if you look at the students that I work with myself, Mm -hmm. and I don't talk about this all that often, but 
I do mostly middle school and up, and I do a lot of math. Yeah. And I do a lot of executive functioning. We could not have predicted the math component several years ago, Steph. That is my jam now. And I do it all the time. So I can do the other things, but it is not as much my jam as those. Yeah. And working with adults, another jam. I love it. So trying to keep in mind as you grow and change, it's just like how they say that your palate changes every seven years. Understanding that's part of your evolution as a professional. Mm -hmm. And a person. And a person. And as without anything else, the more practice you have, the more experience you have, the better you will be at these recalibrating conversations. I do think it helps that someone like me, like the words come quickly. Yes. If you're less impulsive about how you say things, (laughs) I will say like, it's a skill set that I have to sort of just like be able to be responsive in the moment or write it. Right. Yes. But even for me, it can be stressful and scary. And there are certainly times that Steph does a pass through on something that I've written, or I talk something through because sometimes you just need someone else to tell you to trust your own instincts about something too. For sure. And if you are struggling and something has hit a chord with you, like "Ah, I need to raise rates or I need to get some systems in place, or I need to make it feel more me and feel more like it's not running you and you're running it. Yeah. And reach out to us because we love doing one-on-one coaching. This is so fun for us. We both enjoy it. And it's so fun to help you learn how to succeed. So if you have any thoughts about recalibration, like we're here for you. Yeah. It does not have to be scary because remember, ultimately what it actually is, it's an invitation to the other party to help reset the relationship. You're inviting somebody to do that work with you. And if these conversations are done right, they rarely end with what the biggest fear was, which was that they'll fire you usually or talk badly about you. And even if they do, you'll see that you can survive it. Mm -hmm. How they usually end up is leading you to get your needs met, the other party getting their needs met based off an authentic and mutual understanding between everybody. Mm -hmm. So yes, it can feel scary, but the end result will feel so much better than that fear has felt. Oh, 100%. If you're living in that fear... And you want to talk to us about it, reach out to us. We love having these conversations and helping you kind of navigate them and then learn how to avoid them for the future. Mm -hmm. That's it, guys. Have a great week. Have a great week, Smarties.